The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. We'll get to the uh, number 20 overall. Uh, greatest moment in our uh, 25 years here. Uh, this goes back to 1998 when ESPN 1000 was purchased by ESPN, now run by Good Karma Brands, but the 25-year history of ESPN 1000. We'll uh, get to uh, number 20, 20th greatest moments. You're the only one that can actually speak to all 25 years here. Yes, there's one... Sole survivor. There is one item that happened... Last man before. standing. That happened in 98 before the station was run by ESPN 1000, but we're, we're allowing it. Okay. We're allowing it. it we, we just, we're allowing anything that happened in 98. It's a way we're, we're not going from October of 98 on. We just allowed everything from 1998 on to make it easier. So I think there are a few things that happened in 98 that are on the list that happened before uh, the, the station. So I think okay. that's the most fair. Yeah, it's our it's list. It's our list. It's our list, want. damn it. Yes. Uh, let's take these calls. No new news on Rodgers yet, is I've there? I've not heard other than uh, the uh, Woody back? Johnson uh, took the uh, bird out to uh, Carol, uh, California to yeah. meet and brought the bird back. Uh, Woody bird? Is that what it's called? What's their, uh, I don't what's know their what they, bird? That'd be what's pretty their... good if their air, airplane was called the Woody bird. The Woody bird. Woody Johnson's bird? That's who, yes, Woody Johnson's bird. Yeah, it's a great name. It just every time, it Woody just Johnson. makes kind of Woody Johnson. It just, just makes you fan. giggle like a fifteen-year-old boy, doesn't it? It's named Woody Johnson. That's what Greenies had for the last like three weeks a yeah. big Woody Johnson. Yes, be careful yes with no. yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, Tony in Cal City, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's up, guys? How are we doing today? Good. We're doing well. All right, I got. Uh, you should save one of your top twenty moments for whoever. Uh, Keeps thinking the Bears are going to trade that top pick for uh, pick for Lamar. Oh no, I, no, got, no, we're not. Yeah, we're, no one's preaching that. Yeah, well, I heard somebody. Whoever I know, you guys ain't. But I'm saying these writers sometimes I think they're just putting stuff out for controversy, like clickbait. Clickbait. I mean, why you would polls anybody anybody that's a Bears fan that pays attention? Polls just got rid of a headache in Roquan, as good as a player as he was, because of his contract issues. He doesn't have an agent. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't Lamar represent himself? Yes. Why would Poles want to get right back into bed with the same problem? Well, I think if the player fit what they were asking them to do, they they would definitely negotiate with the player. Again, I'm not one that buys that the big reason why, uh, and thanks for the call, Tony. I, I, don't, I heard somebody talking about this the other day. I don't, uh, I don't buy the big reason why that, that Ryan Poles decided to trade Roquan Smith was because they clashed personality-wise. That may have been true. The reason why they moved on from him is they didn't want to pay him $20 million a year to play an, an off-linebacker position. He didn't fit a premium position spot for them. Like, that to me was the big reason why. Tremendous amount of respect for the player that he is. 
But they're not going to spend $20 million on a linebacker that is not consistently pressuring quarterbacks and playing a position that fits their defense. That, to me, is the, the singular reason why, or the biggest reason why they moved on from Roquan. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, Elmhurst Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Hey, good afternoon, guys. You know, there are a couple things that occur to me when you talk about uh, Lamar Jackson. One of the things that I would have a problem with if uh, I was a general manager is, you know, there was a lot of people out there talking about he could have played the last couple of games of the regular season. He could have played in the playoffs, but because his contract negotiation stalled, he didn't want to take a risk at getting injured or anything like that. And that would bother me because you get a finite number of opportunities to win the championship, and they were going to the playoffs. And with him, you know, obviously their chances are a whole lot better. But he's more, he just, to me, it comes off as more of a me guy than a we guy when you choose to sit out like that. That would bother me. And then the other factor is you, you go and trade for him. Okay, it's going to cost you probably a couple number one picks, right? And then you, you're going to have to pay him, like, what, $50 million a year? And so now your, your salary cap is really, you know, it's tightened to the point where now you can't really sign other top free agents or anything like that to put pieces around him to succeed. And you don't have those number one picks to get really top players uh, to put around him to succeed. So it, it, I don't know. I, I see a lot of factors that go into this decision other than, you know, just owners colluding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, there, there are definitely reasons why you wouldn't want to guarantee Lamar. Yeah. There, I mean, there I can are make definitely a, reasons why. I can why. make a reasonable case against trading for him and giving him an entirely guaranteed contract. I can definitely make a case for that. Mike in Dallas, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. What I wanted to say is one of the big reasons. One, they run a two tight end sets in Baltimore that helped him get win an MVP. And one of the receivers that was with him in Baltimore wanted to leave because he wanted to get his money. And I think with uh, 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 sorry, Fields in Chicago, his receivers loved him, loved playing with him. One of the receivers in Baltimore didn't like playing with him because he wanted to, to be more successful. That was one of the biggest things that helped him get the MVP. Yeah, I don't know the, the, the real – thanks, Mike. I don't know the all of the dynamics surrounding the Baltimore Ravens. I, from a distance, you look at their franchise and you say, wow, consistently top-of-the-line defense, top-of-the-line. They run the ball well, and Lamar's part of that. Their tight end is not only a, a, a pro bowler. He's an all-pro. You know, Mark Andrews has been an all-pro. Uh, why they haven't had more success bringing in better wide receivers or drafting them or focusing on that position, it's a question for Ozzie Newsom and Eric DaCosta, two guys that are pretty yeah. damn good at what they do. And they got into uh, hot water last week, or at least DaCosta did, uh, <laughs> with their own wide receivers talking about that. Rick in Cedar Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah. What's up, Rick? You know what? They're all talking about money and trading. You got a number one pick. And I've been hearing, like you've been hearing, their good quarterbacks are drafted every year. But only great quarterbacks come out of college not too often. And that kid from Alabama, who I understand, is supposed to be a great quarterback. You go grab the kid. You don't ask Justin Field what you want. He's a rookie. You do what you got to do. You got $120 million to spend. What do you got? Ten draft picks. You can make your line better. You can do what you got to do. Phil's hasn't really proved that he can even throw down the field. Forget about the line. He hasn't even proved none of that. 
Okay, but if you get, am I wrong that that kid from Alabama is he that good? Then why don't no, you go get him? Yurko, and, uh, I heard Yurko yesterday during spring training. I don't know if you heard this. I saw no. the clip that he had Bryce Young as the fourth as best the fourth quarterback best. coming up. Yeah, Yurko watched 10 minutes of film. That's a lot of film study, Rick. I don't okay. know what you think, but 10 minutes of film study on each quarterback is a lot. He had him okay. ranked fourth out of the four. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, why worry about I'd say you go get him. Say that $50 million problem that you want to bring to Chicago. It's been 40 years since we won anything. And you're going to rebuild? That, that, that's a total disgrace to Chicago. You got 10 draft picks, right? You got $120 million to spend. We should be in a championship game next year, but everything that they got to go out and get next year, even without going to get a veteran quarterback, just doing what they're doing. They should be able to get to that championship game. You could do a lot with that kind of money. I, I, you I, could I do. completely agree. Listen, I haven't been that dizzy, honestly. No, I completely since, agree since with I did championship that, game next year. I did that bat trick like two summers ago get in the yard. Number, I want him to lead off the championship video next year. When you spin around on your Super like Bear Super Bowl. Like seriously. Like I did that two years ago and thought I was gonna puke where you spin around on your the bat, you put your head on the bat like they do at the games. Oh yeah. That's the last time I've been as dizzy as I just well, was there I, a second I, ago. I, I speak wreck. No, you don't. Do you want Eddie and Joey? Do you yeah. want to do what Hoodie Hoodie does? Do we have time, Meller? Before the uh hold it, can I conference them in like Hoodie does? Hoodie was telling me what he does with these guys. That he that he Let's has them Joe, talk to each other. And he has Joey host them. Yes. Joey G in Melrose Park. What's up, Joey? Hi, Tommy. Yeah, Joey. Hi, Shelby. What's up, Joey? I got you. How are con- you? I got you conference in with uh, Eddie on the north side, just like they conference you two in this morning. No way. Yes. Wedding table, Eddie? Oh my God. Okay, Eddie. let's Eddie. roll. Eddie. Eddie. Are you under the garage? Eddie's Eddie's being shy now. Eddie, are you under the garage you're trying to fix? Eddie's gone. Eddie's what, out. What do you want to say, Joey? No, I, 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 you know, I'm just, I'm tired of the Bears fans saying that Justin is not a proven passer yet. Well, he's well, not. How could he's he not. be? How can he be what he had last year, a proven passer? Well, it's fair. There's both, no answer. Both, both statements could be true. He's not a proven passer yet, and he hasn't. It's not fair to come to any long term conclusion because he hasn't had enough in his offensive huddle. Both statements can be true at this point, Joey. Okay, that's why. That's why I listen to the best radio station on, on AM radio. Boom! He's a, he's like the Joey's nicest guy yeah. in, the, in the entire. Joey didn't twist you up like like no, the last caller, hey, hey. like Rick. Was it Rick? Rick didn't. T- he twisted you up, not me. I I was fine with Rick. Well, you then you need to see some. Rick says they're going to win a championship next year. No, they're not. He, ten draft Rick? picks and all the and all Joey, the cap- did you hear Hello? that nonsense? Hello. Hello. Yeah. yeah, Rick's drinking. Yes. So is Sylvie, Joey. <laughs> Sylvie's drinking too. Cheers, Joey. Oh, Shaman, she'll be having a little tipperoo. Yeah, he's having a little a more tip-a-roo. than a little tipperoo. Tippy, tippy, tipperoo. Now you deserve it, Sylvie. Thank you. I appreciate you, Joey. Hey, you know, you beat cancer. What the hell? What, what more can you ask for? That's Amen. true. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. you, Joey. Thanks, Joey. All right, nice talking to you. You too, buddy. There you go. Let's get into uh, our uh, great clips 
greatest moments in Chicago sports history. Hold on, let me get get rid of Joey here. He'll stay not, there not all truly, day. He'll, but just no, yeah, but he'll, yeah, he'll stay there all day, sense, won't he? Yeah, he'll talk to us for four hours. Great clips. A fantastic partner of the Waddle and Sylvie show. It's where Waddle gets his hair cut. Uh, Mason went there not too long ago. Either got all cleaned up too. Did he? He got finally hair got a little long last time I, I saw him. Finally got a, him with a real haircut. Really? He, got it all. He cut didn't up. go yeah. in and ask for the Lance McCullers look. No, he was. He okay. said he kept. He wanted it braided and everything. I'm like, you're not getting your hair braided. We're gonna cut your hair off. So thank you, great clips. Uh, the greatest moments in Chicago sports history. Top twenty five list over the last twenty five years. We put this list together. And uh, here's the way it's gone so far. Number 25 was the Bulls-Celtics series from 2009, which included that Game 6 triple overtime game and that Joe Kim Noah dunk. Uh, 24, the Bears trading up for Justin Fields. A lot of Kool-Aid drank that day. 23, Hosa out of the box to beat Nashville in that big pivotal game against the Predators in the first round of the 2010 Stanley Cup playoffs. Without winning that game and that series, who knows if they win their first cup since 1961. It was huge. Number 22, the Bears trade for Jay Cutler. Did you guys play the clip from uh, Carmen Yurko and Harry that day, too? Uh, I believe we did, yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I was gone that day. Number 21, we just had Brian Urlacher and Mike Tirico to reminisce about it. It was the Bears and Cardinals on Monday Night Football, the Crownham game, where they came back from that big deficit and they didn't score an offensive touchdown. We are now. That was, that was the Blutarski game for Rexy. Yes. We are now up to uh, number 20. Should I give which game it is, or does the highlights do the talking here, Mallor? Uh, I think the uh, highlights stand for themselves. I think people will figure it out fairly quickly. All right, so I should say, just like number 21, I think it has to be a pretty damn significant regular season game to make our list. This is a regular season game, and this is number 20. 2023, a momentous year. The year ESPN 1000 turns 25. A quarter century spent with Chicago sports fans. And a lot of great moments through those 25 years. In conjunction with those great moments, we had to find a great partner. And so we did. Great Clips presents the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports during the history of ESPN 1000. Number 20. Mark having a fine year. This is 20th start. ERA in the mid threes. Only 26 walks in 125 innings. And as you can see, left-handed, right-handed, doesn't matter. They hit him equally the same. But he does take away a running game, and that's one of the things you have to do against Tampa. He gone. One, two, three for Burley after a half inning of play. The ball hit deep in the right center field. Jermaine, yes. That is six up, six down for Burley. He gone. That is 15 up, 15 down for Burley. Good job by Burley coming back from the 3-0 to get him. Yes, that is 18 up, 18 down for Mark Burley. It is. In the right field, Jermaine Dye, yes, 21 up, 21 down, he gone, payoff, 
And that's popped up. Gordon. Two down. The 2-2 pick. Line drive. Call your sons. Call your daughters. Call your friends. Call your neighbors. Mark Burley has a perfect game going to the ninth. That ball hit deep in the left center field. Wise back, back. Makes the catch! What a play! Wade Wise makes the catch! What a play by Wise! Mercy! A great catch by Dwayne Wise! As Wise goes back into the wall, knowing he has no room to spare, he goes up over the wall and then juggles it before corralling it. What a play by Wise! Under the circumstances, one of the greatest catches I have ever seen in 50 years in this game. He gone! One to go! Alexei! Yes! 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 History! I got to tell you, I'm not even a Sox fan, but you get goosebumps. Yeah, Yeah, you get goosebumps listening to that. It was the 2009 perfect game against the Tampa Bay Rays, which, by the way, we played the highlight from Dave Wills the other day. Yeah, Uh, Just such a sad story from Willsy about Willsy, who we lost. Um, This was July 23rd, 2009, a 5-0 win over Joe Madden and the Rays. And there, there were so many interesting things about this game. First of all, Hawk used to use so much hyperbole yeah. in all these games. I agree with what he said there about the wise catch. Because in the moment, with a perfect game on the line, that is one of the greatest catches of all time. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, 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 like a ninth-inning catch, too. A ninth-inning perfect game saving catch. And it was like highway robbery. And then to save the perfect game, like it's got like the only thing greater is a postseason catch right. in, in a moment that would save a postseason game. But to save a, a perfect game. Um, and so it, you, 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 you hit on it there. But like if you haven't watched it recently, sometimes you forget he goes to the wall. He pulls the ball back from going over the wall for a homer. But then as he's coming down, the ball pops out of his glove, and he actually corrals it with his other hand to put it back in the glove. It's a ridiculous cl- catch. Yes. Now listen to this. The, uh, do you know what the totals were? Obviously, the, uh, the for the Rays, they had zero, zero, zero. Right. Perfect game means they, they scratched. They had nothing. You know what the White Sox totals were? They had five runs, six hits, no errors. So... Matching Mark Burley's uniform number, yeah. 56. How cool was that? Sounding like Harry Tynowitz yes. right there. Yeah, you are. But that, that's super cool. Guess how long it took for this game to conclude. I was going to just bring that up for yeah. you. Tell the world about that. Two hours and three minutes. It started at 107 and it ended at 310. Yes! <laughs> yes! 
Time for a smeared off. Take your pitch clock and shove it. Mark Burley didn't need no damn pitch clock. Mark Burley was a walking pitch clock. Yes, he was. That's what he was. He pitched it at his pace, and it was fast, and it was great. Didn't look like it affected him. He was just such a good dude, and he's one of those guys who just completely overachieved his entire career. He was drafted. I had it right here. Everyone knows this who is a Sox fan. But he was drafted like late in the thir- in the thirty something round, wasn't he? 38th round pick. He was drafted. You talk about Tom Brady where he was drafted, pick one ninety nine. Mark Burley in the nineteen ninety eight draft was pick number one thousand one hundred and thirty ninth overall. What draft? What round was it? That's pick thirty uh, eighth uh, round overall. That was 1,139th overall. He won over 200 games. He had a no-hitter, which, Tyler, tell your fact about the no-hitter. The no-hitter is a 27-batter no-hitter. It's like he faced the minimum number of hitters because he picked off Sammy Sosa. So he faced literally, he retired every single batter in that game. Wow. He didn't retire every single batter, but he faced the minimum. Faced, faced the, the minimum. minimum. Because yeah. of the pickoff. And I think the pickoff, too, like, he does the work there on the pickoff. Yeah, think about that. It's, it's, it's just dominant. And, and to have a perfect game, to have the no-hitter, to be as dominant as he was in the postseason run, he is a save in World Series history because he saved that game three. Um, and, and then, like, we were having the conversation – with standards getting lowered because of the steroids era, we're now Scott, guys like Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff are being allowed in. Joe Madden talked about that recently. With no pitcher ever going to hit really the 300 win mark ever again, will Burley's numbers be reexamined? And will he be considered? He's definitely in the hall of very, very good. Will he ever be looked at again and maybe considered as the a Hall of Fame pitcher? Sadly, I don't think so. I think like you just described him, the Hall of Very, Very Good. He's definitely the Hall of Very, Very Good. Yeah. I love him. He's one of my favorite all-time White Sox players. But, I, yeah, I just think, too, he's only got only one time in his career did he finish fifth in the Cy Young Award voting. One time, and it was fifth. He's, you know, he's never been a top five finisher other than that. I think that's going to hold him back. Yeah. Um, and then, and then uh, Meller, tell everyone what you said about Hawk in, in that montage that you put together. I'm, you know, I, obviously this is going Hawk here, a little bit of hyperbole myself, but I think that might be Hawk's best game ever called. I, like, he rose to the moment you heard it there. I think it captured it well. As they, Like, with every out, he's counting them down. He's giving you, you know, at, at the end of each inning without saying it, too, because I know that's a pet peeve of some folks. 18 up, 18 down, 21 up, 21 down. So he's letting you know. And then, of course, as you get to the end of the eighth, he's giving you the alert, the famous call your sons, call your daughters. Mark Burley. Uh, was that the first time he had used that? Or was I that the original might... time that he used it? It's the first time I remember it. Because we use that then as a drop for the show. Yeah, about, for a long time. About Waddle and Sylvie being on the air. Call your sons, call your daughters, call your neighbors. <laughs> but I, and, and just Waddle and Sylvie, two to six. But, like, I think he made the game better with his call. And that's yeah, all you sure. can ask of, an, of a broadcaster is to emphasize Do you know why, what's too? going on. Do you know why he was better then? It was before he hated Stoney. <laughs> really? 
I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was oh nine. I think that was before they started fighting. That was back in the old uh, the now yeah, highlights courtesy of Comcast Sports Nets. Yeah, uh, Jordan and Maravell, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jordan? What's going on, guys? How, how's it going? Good. 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 I, I got a, a quick story about that. Um, uh, that game. A buddy of mine called me earlier that day and he said, "Hey, man, I got free tickets to the game, uh, but I already had a tea time in the afternoon." So I was like, "Nah, man, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and go." So I remember watching that last inning or two in the clubhouse. I was not happy. I was not happy. I would love to have been there for that game. So I was just, I, I was just thinking about that. What, what kind of golf score did you post that day? Oh, I'm sure I shot a billion. I'm okay. sure I shot yeah. a billion. So you would have rather been at the ballpark. It, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, every time I uh, hear that, hear that, that that sound or that drop, I think about that. Uh, I could have been in, in, in attendance for it, but hey, it is what it is. It yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yep. Jordan, thank you. Thanks, we Jordan. appreciate it as always. So good stuff. I love this. I love what we're doing. I, I appreciate great clips for uh, making this happen as we reminisce the 25 year anniversary of ESPN 1000 and go down memory lane of the 25 as what we perceive. Our top 25. This is our top 25 greatest sports moments over the last 25 years. Mark Burley's perfect game, 2009, uh, from July of that year. And uh, that hits number 20. So next week, we'll get to number 19. 312-332-3776. Speaking of uh, memorable pitchers in this town, Kyle Hendricks is going to join us at 4 o'clock. He, of course, uh, pitched Game 7 of the Cubs World Series in 16, won the pennant that year, Game 6 against the Dodgers. He's on the road back from injury. He's always affable with us. He'll join us at 4. Coming up next, it's Waddle's World. It's that time again. When we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. And he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. That is correct, John. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Uh, This will be the legal portion of Waddle's World. Several stories here that involve uh, some form of... Legal perspective, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. All right. From Shams, Justin, Glendale, Colorado Police. Uh, They have closed their investigation into Grizzly star John Morant with no charge or crime. There was not enough available evidence to charge anyone with a crime. Part of the full release, the investigation also concluded that no one was threatened or menaced with the firearm. And in fact, no firearm was ever located. Although the video was concerning enough to prompt an investigation, there was not enough available evidence to charge anyone with a crime under our justice system. All persons are presumed innocent until proven otherwise. That's from the Glendale Police Department. Uh, still not a good look for him. And the hope is is that he will learn from some of these things and the maturity level will go up and he'll go on. And your son and everybody else who thinks he's a wonderful basketball player and someone to look up to will uh, once again feel that way about him. Yeah, Braxy asks all the time, are the Grizzlies on TV and can I watch them? You know, I want to know, um, what's he getting help for? Do we know what he's getting help for? I'm not 100% sure. Do we know, is he going to, how many games, like, they said two games at least. 
I have like not seen a... anything yet that says when he should be expected back. And remember yeah. last so. last week with Will Bond, uh, a week ago Wednesday, we talked about Ja well before this happened. Yeah. So, like, it will be interesting to go back to this. Well, and there were just, unfortunately, several immature bad decision moments yes. on his resume recently. That's why it was hard to believe that this had happened Friday night then. On the heels of all that, and yeah. Wilbon, I heard, was very, very good on um, ABC on Saturday night. Always is. The one thing to monitor with the, the jaw situation is if the gun was on the plane. Because if it was, that is an automatic 50-game suspension. Is it really? Yes, right, according they're to not, the CBA. Yeah, because they're not allowed to bring weapons on, quote, sure. business yeah. trips. Is that the way they term it, I believe? Something like that, yeah. Locker rooms and, like... And planes, yeah. yeah. So the uh, the Colorado Police Department, the Glendale, Colorado uh, Police Department, <laughs> may have come to this conclusion, but as you guys are talking, this right. story is not fully over yet. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Calvin Ridley posted an article that he wrote on the Players Tribune. Oh, I now Jacksonville Jags wide receiver Calvin Ridley, because I think some people forgot that the Jags have traded for him, said he gambled on football during a period when he was depressed and angry and called it stupid and the worst mistake of his life. Um, Said he was not in a good place after leaving the Atlanta Falcons to concentrate on his mental health when he downloaded a gambling app, deposited $1,500, and bet on NBA and NFL games, including the Falcons. Quote, I just effed up, period, Ridley wrote. In a dark moment, I made a stupid mistake. I wasn't trying to cheat the game. That's the thing I want to make clear. At the time, I had been away from the team for about a month. I was just, still just so depressed and angry. And the days were so long, I was just looking for anything to take my mind off of things and make the day go faster. Uh, People forget, I think, because out of sight, out of mind, as they say, uh, what a start to his NFL career that he had had. Uh, Said he lost his joy for football, and what started his journey to that point was playing through a foot injury for the entire 2020 uh, season when he caught 90 passes for 1,374 yards. Uh, So he is back. In the NFL has been reinstated. He's with the Jags. Pretty formidable group that they've put together for Trevor Lawrence and Jackson. Yes, they have. Pretty good coach in Doug Peterson when it comes to developing young quarterbacks as well. Now I'll take that right tackle. Yes, I agree with you on that front. This is coming out of nowhere. But then again, I'm not. Maybe others that follow the, the, the PGA Tour more closely than I had a hint of this coming. But this is a story from, from ESPN. Uh, Tiger Woods' girlfriend has asked a judge to resolve a dispute over an NDA. Asking a judge to remove her from a non-disclosure agreement that she claims the 15-time major champ forced her to sign when their relationship started in August of 2017, according to court records obtained by ESPN. Are they still dating? It sounds like no, based on what they're... Did it say former girlfriend or girlfriend? Long-time girlfriend. Long-time yeah. girlfriend. Yes, but they're trying. Her His girlfriend is trying to get a judge to to basically remove her from a non-disclosure agreement. Um, that doesn't sound like Erica Herman believes that the NDA is invalid and unenforceable and that a trust controlled by Woods is wrongfully using it against her. Her attorney is citing a federal law, the Speak Out Act, that prevents the enforcement of non-disclosure agreements in instances of sexual assault and harassment. In a civil cover sheet to the court, Herman's attorney, Benjamin Hodes, indicated 
The case involved allegations of sexual abuse, although those allegations might not involve Woods directly. Herman did not make any specific allegations against Woods. Uh, the attorney did not immediately respond to a request from com- or for comment from ESPN. Today, Woods' agent, Mark Steinberg, also didn't immediately respond to a, a request for comment wow. as well. So, obviously, wait to see what is going on there. I believe he has decided not to play in this weekend's event. Um, I think he pulled out of the event. Uh, he's skipping the players this week at TPS, TPC, rather, Sawgrass and Ponte Vedra. Um, and also, as I said, there was going to be some uh, a legal angle to this version of Waddle's World. Sorry to make it so serious, but uh, Michael, uh, according to witnesses, not just a witness, according to witnesses, Michael Irvin had friendly encounter with a woman at the Super Bowl in a Phoenix hotel lobby the night of um, two men who were in a Phoenix hotel lobby the night that Hall of Fame wide receiver Michael Irvin was accused of misconduct with a female employee said Wednesday that they did not see him do anything wrong and that his brief interaction with the woman appeared friendly. Phil Watkins of Australia and Bryn Davis of Philadelphia appeared at a news conference by video link with Irvin and his attorney. Irv has filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit against a Jane Doe and Marriott International, alleging that a false misconduct claim on February 5th caused him to be kicked out of the Renaissance Phoenix downtown hotel and be removed from NFL Network Super Bowl week coverage. So, looks like people he, that were he's there. Fun, like, like, again, like we always say, when stuff like this happens, why don't you pound your fist on the table and he say, did. I didn't do... Right. Yeah. He is. He's, yeah. he's fighting this big time. Yeah. Standing up and saying, I did not do this. This is ruining my reputation. And here's a $100 million lawsuit, and yeah. I will fight it every step of the way. Uh, the Giants continue to be very active, uh, trying to get uh, things done with their own players, working on a Saquon Barkley longer-term deal, and also an extension for defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. He is slated to play on a fifth-year option from his rookie deal at $12.4 million. Again, I'm, I understand how people have described why you signed Daniel Jones so that you can franchise tag Saquon Barkley. I did get some clarification. I think Meller was telling me that, what was it, Jeff, that 80-some million is guaranteed? So it's basically a two-year, 80, $82 million, $82 million dollar contract. Uh, I don't think that deal is done if not Brian, if Brian Dable is not 100% on board. So if, if I, we are to believe in Brian Dable and his belief in Daniel Jones, then you have to believe that Je- he thinks Daniel Jones can be even better going forward. Yeah. If I so. told you, though, a year ago that Daniel Jones is going to get an 80-plus million dollar guarantee. guarantee. I would have called you a but football stooge. Not only that, but he will earn it by throwing 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. What would you have said? Like, that that's even the crazier part. It's not like he had a Geno Smith year. You understand that Geno Smith got what he got because of the year he had, but Daniel Jones... I think it would have been even more surprising if you would have told me that Daniel Jones ran for 708 yards and seven touchdowns. Like that his the running element of his game was going to be that productive as well. That would have probably surprised me just as much. Um, he threw for 3,200 yards, completed 67% of his passes, and had a 92.5 quarterback rating. Now, I guess you that's the same rating as Rodgers. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, you can also suggest that he was not blessed with a ton of talent out on the fringe as well. That's true. So, uh, but 
It'll be interesting to see if more progress can be made. Jets and Aaron Rodgers continue to talk, I guess. I have to believe that there will be some announcement before the end of this week. Yeah. I would think. I said to you, what if Rodgers comes after the meeting? It would be so Rodgers. You know what? I I talked to them. I think Green Bay's my home. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it would be very Rodgers, and it would be hilarious to see what Green Bay's reaction would be. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, I heard you talking. I thought that uh, Carmen and Cap had a really good interview yesterday with Wildy, who took yes. shots at us. Oh, took shots yeah. at us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's expected. Yeah, it was totally. fun stuff. Yeah. Is it? Wildy's great. Yeah. Now you're kissing his ass after no, telling him Wildy's that we... Wildy's always now, good. after telling him that we only talked to him because Talsh was busy. Anyway, I, it was I, a really good interview. I've never said that. I thought you did. No. Um, I thought that the, one of the, the, the better moments of the interview, it was a great interview, was as he, I, I don't think Jason is sold like a lot of people that, that Jordan Love is going to have that seamless, you know, transfer of power where he's going to take over for Aaron Rodgers and, and be a very accomplished guy. So there are some questions there. Let me see if I've got that. You got a little we sound? Have, to, uh, yeah. By the way, Bulls play tonight. We're going to have a little Bulls conversation. Oh, it's it's long. Can we play it on the other side? Sure. Yeah. I don't think we have time before the break. Okay. But that 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 was what caught my ear, too. I you want to play it right away? Let me take a break right now. We'll come yeah. back. We'll play you the sound yeah. from Carmen and, and Cap's interview with Jason Wilde. It was a great show all the way around. Yeah, it was very good. I was waiting for the recap of the show. Did you I get it? there would be a recap. Did you and Cap have? I heard you talking upstairs. Of course, was, it's misconstrued. Yeah. Can there, we play some of that when we come back, too? Sure. Yeah. Or whenever. Yeah. And, I, like, he doesn't understand much. He's got, like... It's kind of a broad statement. Doesn't understand much? Exactly. Okay. When we come back, you'll hear the uh, sound from Carm and Cap in their interview with Jason Wilde. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. What did we hear yesterday from uh, Carmen and Cap with regard to uh, the uh, destination for Aaron Rodgers and what will happen with the Packers, according to Jason Wilde? Here were the boys with uh, Jason Wilde. Sylvie said he will literally puke if Jordan Love is, oh, like, I, I, the next guy. I can't. I'm not going to be able to handle it. I'm telling you. Like I, if, I'm going to stop watching football. Like, if like, you tell me that it. next I'm year, done. let's meet the Pro Bowl quarterback from the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. <laughs> I'm out. Literally. It's going to sicken people. So, how good is Jordan Love? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Thank now, God. I want to be very fair to Jordan because... Uh, the deck was absolutely stacked against him in terms of the timing of the team selecting him, in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact it had on the 2020 offseason after they drafted him. Um, look, he came in as a rookie in 2020, and uh, and I don't think Jordan would be mad at me for saying this. He was terrible. I mean, he, he, he put together one of the worst training camps of a quarter of a way – and, and don't don't be fooled because Rodgers wasn't great in his first training camp either. Let me be clear. But I always said this, and, and Tausch has heard me say this a bunch, and he knows it because he was there as a right tackle. There would be one or two throws virtually every day during the summer of 2005 where Rodgers would let loose, and you'd be like, holy crap. I can see why they picked him. I can see why he was in the conversation for the number one overall pick. 
I didn't see any of that in 2020. And I saw a few throws in 2021 in training camp and in the offseason. Now, he took a big jump this past training camp, the preseason. He played really well against Philly. But the idea of him becoming the next in this lineage, you know, remember, I grew up here in Wisconsin. I've only lived in Green Bay uh, since I started covering the team in 96. But I, I, I was a kid in the 70s and 80s when they were terrible. And I, I would be very leery if I was a Packers fan that sooner or later everything is cyclical and your luck runs out and you regress to the mean and you ain't going to have a Hall of Fame quarterback at quarterback anymore. And yeah. I, I wish Jordan loved the best. Or He's not. a really great kid. I, I've had great conversations with him. I really like him. He has improved a ton. But where he was improving from, um, I feel like the Packers are overselling how much he's improved and probably trying to convince themselves a little bit that he's improved this vast amount that they keep talking him up with. How do you know? How do you know? Thank well, Wilde doesn't like you, so like you, you can't call what do you mean, him. Wilde doesn't, doesn't like, like me. you. No, so you can't call him and get any further details from him. You know what I want from Jordan Love? I want him to come out and win. I know. You want him to pull a Rex. Yes. NFC well, Player of the I'll Month. I'll sign up for that. I'll sign up for the Rex Grossman career where he wins NFC Player of the Month in September and then has a Rex Grossman career. But, but you don't know that's going to be the case. Maybe well, he goes out and wins NFC Player of the Month September and then does it again in October. Well, no, that's that not I don't the Rex want. Grossman. Right. Right. I want the Rex Grossman. But if he goes out and wins the, the award, maybe he wins it the next well, month, no, too. Well, no, then that's not the I Rex I just want to see the sweat pouring from your brow after a month of football up north and Jordan Love is the best quarterback in the NFC. Are you a Bears fan or are you not? I'm a huge Bears fan. If you're fan. a Bears fan, you don't want him to go out and win NFC Player of the Month in September. You're not a real well, Bears I want him fan. To, I want to, then yeah. I want him to falter. Are you, are, you a, are you a secret agent for the Packers? Yes, that's what I am. I'm a secret agent we for the Packers. finally figured it out. It's time for Florida, Ohio. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. As always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida, Ohio is brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. Thank you very much. Look at this giant bottle of Cali Gold. I got my hand right here, Twitchers. Yes, it tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Pick up a bottle today and live infamously on your own terms. (laughs) Very nice. Drag it all. You got the uh, Cali Gold right there. I did, yeah. Cali Blanc is the new Sauvignon Blanc as well. It's Sauv- very Blanc. good. Sauv Blanc. All right, what do you got, uh, Tyler? African serval cat rescued from a tree and test positive for cocaine. What? African cocaine what? Cocaine bears in theater, but cocaine cat is in a tree. Cocaine Co- cat. Sequel. Oh, that's Cocoa Beach, Florida. Let's just keep it all <laughs> African Cocoa Beach cat. An African serval cat is in the care of the zoo after officials say the feline tested positive for cocaine following its capture, which He's came after police their... arrested its owner. He's giving their cat cocaine. 30-pound cat escaped from his owner's car in the neighborhood and yeah. then was 
rescued from a tree after. Jacksonville, Florida. Cat was seen snorting cocaine off the back of... That's a jaguar. Yes, uh, I'm going to go with Florida as well. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so disgusted with you guys. Let's get this over No, with. no, no. I liked Sylvie's... Uh, I thought I was like, is he just going with Jacksonville because they're cats? That's yes. exactly what I was thinking. Jaguar. I liked it, yes. Yeah. It took place in Oakley, Ohio. Whoa! Big upset. Whoa! Oakley, Ohio? Ooh. Three losers. Wow. Big losers. That's a good one. That is good. Well done, Tyler. Thank you. Your head fake. That is a good one. All right. uh, Coming up next, um, uh, is the feud back between uh, Cap and me? Oh, boy. And it is, is it over the recap? Take that. Or should we now uh, start a new channel called The Recrap? No shit. And uh, Kyle Hendricks joins the show in about eight minutes from right now to talk some Cubs baseball. It's all next.